This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about provincial child protection officials now removing a newborn infant from their parents. Wow, this is a story is being reported by APTN, which is the Aboriginal Persons Television, uh, Aboriginal People's Television Network, uh, reporting that 90 minutes after this uh, baby was delivered by C-section at, the Cam- at a Kamloops hospital to an Indigenous couple, uh, officials had removed the baby, 90 minutes old, this baby. The uh, parents tried to fight to got the baby back, but then the baby has now been taken away. Let's uh, check in now and talk with Melissa Rigdon from the APTN Network who broke this story. Melissa, thank you for coming on. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Okay. When did this happen? So the baby was born on June 12th at the hospital in Kamloops, and 90 minutes later, uh, social services arrived saying that this neglected and they need to apprehend. So the baby's maternal grandmother was there at the time, kind of warded them off a little bit, got a meeting set up for two days later. Um, reportedly, the social workers, so this is on the 14th of June, uh, the social workers show up a co- two hours late for this meeting. The doctors had sedated the mother. So then the social workers say, oh, she doesn't even care enough to be awake for this. Oh. Look, she's asleep and sees the baby. So the mom wakes up. Um, she has no baby. Both of the parents are just obviously shell shocked. How can you? Where would you get a report of ninety minutes after your baby is born? Oh, okay. So they tried to take the baby when the baby was ninety minutes old, and ended up ended up taking the baby when the baby was two days old. Yes, it seems like it was. You know, it was set in motion. They they come in, and I've seen this. I've been covering. um, You know, we've been a journalist for twenty two years, and uh, since December twenty eighteen, really started getting into these CFS files across the country. Because I, you know, you look and say, there's so many kids in care. Um, yeah. Wow, it's, it's incredible to believe that there's so many crappy parents out there. But when you start peeling off the layers and really digging into it, what you learn is that there's an incredible amount of apprehensions that are happening for no reason. Because this is, CFS is, really is, is an industry. They get kids, it's job security for them. Uh, you've got kids, and it's spinoff jobs too, right? You've got all the programming that they make parents take. So those, there's jobs there. Social workers all have jobs, foster parents. It's a big, massive, multi-million dollar industry in every province in this wow. in this country, okay. it seems. And the number of apprehensions that are happening that are questionable, particularly right. involving low-income people or First Nations people or immigrant families, is pretty shocking. Okay, CFS stands for Child and Family Services, right, in British yeah, Columbia? Yeah, yeah that's so kind of just generically as we refer to it across the country because, of course, it's got a different acronym depending on what province or territory right. you're in. Right, so this is provincial government social workers to, uh, apprehended this baby. Correct. So right. apparently there were a couple other agencies uh, who had had been, when, when somebody drew this uh, matter to my attention, there was other agencies that were identified as being kind of the offending agencies. Uh, and over the over the course of a couple of days, I had learned that these agencies did, in fact, not have anything okay. to do with this. It was Kamloops, um, the Children and Family uh, development ministry out of Kamloops who did take it after other agencies have said, we don't believe that there's grounds to interfere here. We are not doing it. And Kamloops went, well, we will and did. Okay. Why, what does the government say about this? I mean, you know, provincial social workers just don't come in and take a baby for no reason. I mean, there has to be well, some that's reason. What they that... want you to think. 
that's what they want you to think. Well, so what, are they, what, what are they saying? What is the reason? So they're saying they only will move in to take a child if there is evidence that the child is at high risk of death or or injury. Okay. And, so and they're, they're saying, saying that this... Well, what is the evidence of high... Like, what is the evidence that there would be a high risk of death or injury to the child? And then they say, we won't comment. We just have... We believe that this child is high risk. What possibly happens within 90 minutes? I mean, this woman, the, the mother and, you know, the father there, they think nothing's, nothing's wrong here. Yay, we've got a, our firstborn child. So this isn't... It's not like they have a history with CFS that CFS could fall back on. This is their first child hmm. uh, for both of them. And within 90 minutes, what possibly could have happened for you to say, we need to seize this infant right now? Well, has there been violence in the home or something? I mean, there's got to be some reason. They, they wouldn't just come in and, and take a baby like that if, if they didn't have reasonable grounds. To... And that's what, that's what we as regular citizens like to hope is, is, the, is the case, right? Yeah, that you right. have to have strong grounds. Right. What I keep finding in, the, in covering these uh, and this is not the first CFS ap- questionable apprehension case that I found. I have one from Ontario. They seized five kids uh, because somebody phoned and said, this woman is a mess. <laughs> and this woman is not a mess dealer. It was just somebody who was angry about where this woman was living. It was like a landlord's ex-wife. A six-month investigation later, no, she's not a, ne- a mess dealer. Here's $1,500 worth of gift cards and your five children back. Sorry about that. Like well, what about- These things are happening all over the place. Well, what can you tell me about the parents in this particular case? I mean, are these troubled parents? Are there, are there any addiction issues going or violence going on no, in the home or something? No, or? I mean, I've, I've talked to the, there, there's no evidence of that. What, what the, I just finished uh, just a few minutes before I got on the phone with you, just finished listening to a recording that the parents had made with um, some social workers. And one social worker says, medical staff felt that you weren't responding to the baby's cues. Like the mom slept through the crying baby. Well, I, oh. I've had a C-section. I mean, a single mom had a C-section. Uh, I oftentimes had to be woken up by, by nurses saying, hey, baby needs to eat. And, you know, you've got a, an immense amount of drugs in your system. It's not easy to get up and get moving. Um, yeah. And that's norm- that's a normal part of having a C-section. But it seems like for whatever reason, that was a huge deal with these per- these parents in particular. Okay, I and noticed. You, it, you question, it, then you question why. You know, is it is it because they're indigenous? Is it because they're easy pickings? Once you get this child into the system, what do they have to fight for to get her back, or fight with, sorry, to get her back? They don't have the okay. money to go and get a high powered lawyer. You know, this wouldn't would this happen to a, an affluent or a middle class non indigenous family who has the means to fight the system? And I increasingly am finding that I don't think that it would. And that's why okay. you don't see a bunch of middle-class, non-Indigenous or non-immigrant children in the CFS system. Okay, I'm speaking to Melissa Rigdon from the Aboriginal People's Television Network. She broke this story about this uh, this uh, Indigenous infant being taken away uh, from the parents. Um, I-, I noted in your in your story that you have on the APTN website that uh, some people were telling officials that the, the parents were homeless, but that that was not the case. They're not homeless. Correct. They're not homeless. And then the, the same social worker had indicated to the medical staff, oh, so they're not homeless. They live in a group home. And that also isn't true. They're just regular people with a two-bedroom apartment living life. Hmm. And okay. this is, I mean, this is what is really shocking, I think, and should, should disturb a lot of people, is that these, this apprehension happens without any of the grounds being proven. They can just come in and take your child, and they do. 
and they can make up whatever they want to say. Well, oh, you know, you didn't wake up when your baby cried. Oh, you're homeless. Uh, and take your baby and you have to then fight for weeks or months to prove that that was wrong in order to get your baby back. Well, you've already lost that valuable bonding time with your child. Yeah. And I mean, imagine how shell-shocked these parents are. They just don't even know where we ended up at this point. Like, oh, we yeah. just had a baby and we're so happy. And now we're, our whole world has been turned upside down. Where, where is the baby now? Williams Lake. In, in, a like, in, in a foster home. Okay. Correct. And, and this is the other thing. So the Ministry of, of Children and Family Development says... We make every effort to put the baby, if we, you know, if we are going to investigate, if a family, if a home is safe, we make every effort to put the child with family, immediate family or extended family while we do that investigation. Complete lie, because they did not do that. There's, uh, I've talked to the immediate family and extended family, all of whom would be more than happy to say, we'll, we'll keep baby H while you guys sort through this. And it's not, yeah. this child is in a non-Indigenous foster home. So that's one, the I guess, right line to say that one they of the, do that. One of the difficulties I always find with this story and a, and a, and a story like this, and I, I'm sure you do too as a journalist, is that y you only get one side of it, right? I mean, it's like the government has said, we had to take this child to protect this child, which you can understand. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously there has to be powers of any government to be able to step in and, and protect a vulnerable uh, infant or a child. Oh, sure. But, yeah. you know, if, but you always have this situation where the government is saying for privacy reasons, we're not exactly. going to tell you why we did it. And they, they pretend that they have surrounding CFS are built in structures to protect the families involved, the children involved. And what I found over the course of my career as a journalist, that these privacy laws, it's not the parents who are asking for privacy. It's the agencies that are using it as a shield to protect them from intruder eyes coming in to see how this industry functions. Okay, where does this, just last question for you, where does this go from here now? I mean, obviously these parents want their, want their baby back. Uh, what happens now? So they now have a, an assortment of hoops that they're going to have to jump. They've got meetings this week with uh, the agency that has their, their, their baby. Um, the, the recording that I listened to just before talking to you, the social worker had indicated that there's, they're going to set up a, a massive plan with several steps in it for them to prove that they're capable of having a child return to them. So then you have to ask yourself, well, how long does this take? This is valuable time as a newborn that this infant is not bonding with its parents. And so when it is, when the baby is returned, when she is returned, where do you go from there? I mean, this, this, an integral portion of her, of her development, her first development has been interrupted by this. And for what? Okay. 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 Well, we continue to uh, follow that. I look forward to any updates on the story. Thank you for coming on and, t and telling us about it today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Okay, I appreciate it. That is Melissa Rigden, uh, Ridgen, host of APTN In Focus. That's the Aboriginal People's Television Network. She broke this story about this uh, infant being taken away from their parents.